Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale. We're your hosts, John and Tori. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We are not professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one is perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. So sit back. And get ready to podcast and chill. Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale and welcome to episode 13. My name is John. And my name is Tori. So today, because it's our 13th episode and the number 13 is synonymous with bad luck, um... Uh, today we're going to be talking about the creepiest urban legends um, from our friendly neighbors down south, the United States. <clears throat> I stumbled across a really good article from Insider.com by a lady named Gabby Shaw. And we're going to go through some of these creepy ur urban, urgen, urban legends. Nice. Yeah. Give it. So, I guess I will just kickstart this with Alabama. Alabama has a bridge known as Hell's Gate Bridge. That sounds inviting. Yeah, definitely one that you uh, feel the need you want to cross. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this bridge is located in Oxford, Alabama. Um, and the story goes, the generally accepted story of Hell's Gate Bridge starts in the 1950s. A young couple driving over the bridge somehow drove their car off the bridge one night and they both drowned. There are two legends associated with Hell's Gate Bridge. One uh, is that if you drive your car out to the middle of the bridge and turn off your lights, the couple will magically <clears throat> appear in your car and leave a wet spot on the seat. Um, something appearing in my car while I'm driving is absolutely a real fear I have. Yeah, I driving down like dark roads. Do you ever like look in your rearview mirror? Yeah. And you look a little too long because you should really be looking at the road. But just that fear that there might. Could you imagine just like a yeah. face looking back at you? Yeah, and then there's the extra fear you can add on to it where when you look back at the road there's something there too yeah in front of you <laughs> yeah 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 i've absolutely had those thoughts while driving alone on dark roads um and this one says they'll magically appear in your car and leave a wet spot on the seat if i see something in my car when i'm alone like uh, another person i'm the one that's leaving the wet spot on the seat <laughs> um so the other part to this story is uh, which is how the bridge got its name, is the belief that if you drive over the bridge and look over your shoulder halfway through, 
the scenery behind you turns into a portal to hell engulfed in flames. Um, so potentially to curb ghost hunters and bored teenagers, Hell's Gate Bridge is closed to cars, which is too bad because it would still be something that would actually be interesting just to put to the test, get the hairs on your arm standing up, just stop in the middle of the bridge, yeah. shut your lights off for a second, and then take off screaming real quick. <laughs> um, but it's also in such disre disrepair that even walking across the bridge is strongly discouraged. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is... Which is too bad because any of our listeners, if you're down in Alabama, that would have been a fun one to try and uh, hear something about Yeah, somebody's experience. Uh, so the next one takes us to Alaska. It's, I believe, pronounced the Kushtaka of the Alaskan Triangle. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Everyone knows the story of the Bermuda Triangle. But you might not know about the Alaskan Triangle. On average, five out of every thousand people go missing in Alaska, according to the LA Times. Oh. Which is a insanely large number. I had no idea that people are just randomly going missing in Alaska. And that's a apparently a known fact. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so even if there's nothing supernatural going on, it's easy to get lost in the Alaskan wilderness, which I would imagine, um, is fairly vast and probably fairly easy to get lost in. I've never actually been to Alaska. Um, the... Good luck with that word, honey. Yeah, the Tlingit tribe apologies on any mispronunciations, uh, that lives in Juneau, has their own explanation for the high amount of missing people. Evil spirits called the Kushtaka. Kushtaka. That's a fun name to say. <laughs> Kushtaka. The Kushtaka are shapeshifters. Half man, half otter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one you don't hear about every day. Uh, half man, half otter. That was the plot twist of the year right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they lure women and children to water with fake cries in order to steal their human spirit and drown them. So this next one takes us to Arizona. The Ghosts of Slaughterhouse Canyon. It is also called the Less Frightening Luana's Canyon. I like the first one. Yeah, better. Slaughterhouse sounds a yeah. lot funner. Um, the story of Slaughterhouse Canyon takes place during the gold rush. During the 1800s, there was a family who lived down in the canyon. They were very poor, so the father would venture into the canyon for food for his family. As you might have guessed, one day the father did not return. So his, so his family slowly starved and descended into madness. The mother, unable to bear listening to the children's cries anymore, put on her wedding dress which is weird, and then murdered her children and then threw them into the nearby river. The next day, she succumbed to starvation herself. Oh, yikes. Yeah. The legend states that if you go down to Slaughterhouse Canyon at night, even now, you will hear the loud, anguished cries of the mother who lost her mind. Yikes. You really got to be in a dark spot if you're a parent who's 
killing your children. Yeah. Is is that so? Is that a real thing that happened, or is that just a legend? Well, these are all urban legends. Now, I'm not actually oh, sure if any of this is based on any fact at all. Yeah. Um, but but these are definitely the urban legends that are in the oh okay in the states here. I was just wondering if that was like because some urban legends have like a true part. Yeah. And then I was just wondering if there was something next saying like if you go there she she eats your toes or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i got nothing so the next one is arkansas the boggy creek monster it is also known as the fuki the fook monster yeah falk monster yeah uh the boggy creek monster of Fook, Falk. Uh, we're bad with these pronunciations on some of these. <laughs> is Arkansas's version of the Sasquatch. He's commonly accepted to be around seven or eight feet tall and covered in hair. Legend says that he roams the creeks of rural Arkansas. He was first spotted in 1834 when people reported seeing a wild man. People still claim to spot the Boggy Creek Monster today, and he has been the subject of five feature-length films, including 1972's The Legend of Boggy Creek. <laughs> that's weird. That's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, that's just um, a Sasquatch, or what's it called? A Yeti. A Yeti well, or a Yeti Bigfoot? Is, or... A Yeti is a snow one. But... Yeah. yeah. But it's funny that there's... Because we, we got, like, Bigfoot and Sasquatch, and the States has Bigfoot and Sasquatch, and I think the Yeti is more with, um, like, the Himalayan mountains, I think. Or is Yeti even in the Rockies? I don't actually know. Yeah, I don't know either. But there's kind <clears> of, <throat> excuse me, a few different areas that kind of have their own legend of a big, giant, hairy ape-man yeah. So, this next one, California, the Charman. Uh, and this is, the Charman calls Ojai, California, his home. Man, I didn't, I butchered that, I'm sure. Sorry, guys. Uh, the Charman's origin story is gruesome. A father and son were both caught in a house fire and horribly burnt in 1948. After the fire, the son became so mentally unstable that he flayed and hung his father. Oh, yikes. Jesus. When the police found the son, he was so unrecognizably burnt, they didn't realize he was alive. So he ran away before they were able to arrest him for the murder of his father. Ever since then, the charman is still spotted wandering the woods surrounding Ojai, occasionally approaching tents of innocent campers or pretending to be a hitchhiker and then attempting to attack them. Yeek. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a creepy one to see if you were camping. You hear some rustling outside your tent and you open it up and there's just a charred man standing there. Yeah. That 
is creepy. Um, but I still think that the Hell's Gate one is my favorite so far. Yeah, yeah, mine too. <laughs> I just keep thinking about that that charred man, though, and opening your tent. Because if he's yeah. at the actual, like, entrance of your tent, you have nowhere to go. Like, you got to try and uh, run past him real quick or... Well, back into your tent further and go nowhere? Is he, was he a child? Because it just says a father and son. I'm hoping he's a kid and I could just karate kick him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there might be that option. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So the next one takes us to Colorado. The Many Legends of Riverdale Road. Riverdale Road is the site of not one, but eight creepy stories. Ranging from a Hellgate, oh, of course I'm getting notifications, sorry guys. <laughs> um, ranging from a Hellgate to ghosts of slaves hanging from the trees, the stretch of road is decidedly spooky. Ooh. Where's this at? Uh, this is in Colorado. Okay. Uh, the creepiest story, though, is that of the Phantom Jogger. One day, there was a driver who hit a jogger, freaked out, and left him for dead. Now, it's said that if you park at the site of the crash, you'll hear disembodied footsteps getting closer and closer to your car. People have reported handprints on their windows and banging noises if somebody was kicking the outside. Oh, that is creepy. That is creepy. And the way that started <clears throat> out, it started out reminding me of that... I know what you did last yes. summer. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that too. <laughs> Maybe that's what that movie was inspired by. You know what's weird, though? They said this this road has eight creepy stories, and then they literally only mentioned three. Yeah. I feel, like, really unsatisfied with that. Yeah, like we got gypped on some probably pretty good stories there. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. They were looking at their watch. They're like, oh, I got to meet the deadline. I'm just going <laughs> to throw three at this. And because we're lazy, we're not going to go look up the other five. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time. No one gets to know. That's true. <clears throat> so you guys get to feel the same jip that we get. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one takes us to Connecticut. Hannah Crana. Hannah Crana. Yes. Uh, this is a lady. She was the wife of... Captain Joseph Hovey, uh, known as the Wicked Witch of Monroe, Hannah Crana gained a reputation as a witch in the 19th century when her husband died by mysteriously falling off a cliff, and locals reportedly believed that she had bewitched him. People also believed that she would cast spells on people she didn't like. Hannah lived till the age of 77. But right before she died, she asked to be carried down to the cemetery in her coffin by foot, not wagon. After her death, the people of Monroe tried to wheel her coffin down the hill, but were unable. The coffin kept falling off, so they were forced to carry it. When the townspeople returned to her home, it was found to be engulfed in flames, sealing Hannah's reputation of witchcraft. Oh. Creepy. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. However... I feel like um, 
I feel like there was like a lot of women got called a witch. Oh yeah. <clears throat> back in the day. So um if she had those powers, I don't blame her for offing her husband, and I don't blame her for <laughs> what was the other thing she did? Uh starting uh, her house on fire. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding, guys. Um I like I like witch stories, but they don't really creep me out. But they are still interesting. Yeah. If I'm being honest, my least favorite types of stories are witch stories yeah. and cult stories. I don't really like cult stories. I don't find them that cre crazy. They they still have some interesting information about them, but yeah, I don't I don't find them generally like creepy. Like they don't yeah make me think of creepy creepiness, creepy things. Creepy crawly. Creepy crawly. Uh, so this next one takes us to Delaware. The ghost of Mr. Chew. Ooh. <clears throat> this is in Dover, Delaware. Uh, while not particularly mean, while not a particularly mean-spirited ghost, the story of Samuel Chu is still disconcerting. Chu was the Chief Justice of the Delaware Supreme Court in 1741. While he was alive, he didn't always get the respect he deserved. People frequently made fun of his name by mimicking sneezes while he walked by. Ah, oh, I get it. A chew. <laughs> After his death. People reported seeing his ghost sitting under a poplar tree, wandering the courthouse, and generally creeping out the residents of Dover. Chu would also pull on men's coattails and give women a cold, icy feeling. Eh, ghosts tend to give people the feelings of being cold. Yeah. So, eh. That's kind of a standard, I think, with anything. I mean, all those... Different ghost shows, you read any ghost stories, and a ton of them have a feeling of where the air just cooled. and Yeah. So now, to Florida. The gravity-defying Spook Hill. Ooh. So, there is a sign, and it says... The Legend of Spook Hill. Ages ago, an Indian town on Lake Wales... Lake was plagued with raids by a huge gator. The town's great warrior chief and the gator were killed in the final battle that created the huge swampy depression nearby. The chief was bur buried on its north side. Later, pioneer haulers coming from the old army trail atop the ridge above found their horses laboring, laboring the, here. At the foot of the ridge and called it Spook Hill. Is it the gator seeking revenge or the chief protecting his land? Stop car on white line, place in neutral, and let it roll back. Hmm. Interesting. So the phenomenon that happens at Spook Hill is real. Cars that are parked in neutral will appear to roll uphill. Legend says the hill is either the site of a Native American burial ground or an epic battle of a Native American chief against a crocodile. Well, they said gator. There's different animals there. Uh, <laughs> but the truth is, it's actually just an illusion created by the hill's surroundings. While cars appear to be rolling uphill, they are still just rolling downhill. Ah, 
Well, they take the magic out of it. That is ah. interesting. <laughs> that would be neat to see, though, just to get a get a video of the optical illusion. Yeah, that'd be neat. Um, so the next one, Georgia, the ghost town of Lake Lanier. I hope I said that right. Lake Lanier is the largest man-made lake in Georgia. Oh, interesting. At the bottom of Lake Lanier lies almost fully intact towns, ferries, a racetrack, and multiple cemeteries. Ooh. The government, in their determination to create, create Lake Lanier, bought up entire towns in order to clear the space for the lake after they received con congressional approval in 1946. However, they just decided to let the water cover up the towns rather than demolishing them. Hmm. Ooh. That would be an eerie dive yeah. into that. Now, Lake Lanier has a decidedly eerie feel about it. There have been an unusual amount of freak accidents and deaths on the lake. In 2011, there were 17 deaths alone. Many of the people who drowned have been recovered. People have reported feeling arms and legs in the water but have not been able to find them right after, leading people to believe that spirits still roam the lake. Ooh, that would be creepy as hell, being in the water and then having a feeling like something grabbed you or something, like, kicked you. Yeah, that is really creepy. Ooh. That's neat. I would like to go there. Yeah, that would be really interesting to see. I'm gonna, after we're done this, I'm gonna see if I can find some pictures of that. Uh, Georgia, yes, okay. Okay, so now down to beautiful Hawaii. Night marchers. You know a night march is coming when you see the torches and hear the drums. Night marchers, according to Hawaiian lore, are not evil spirits, but they do demand respect. They are spirits of ancient Hawaiian warriors who march around the islands to protect sacred areas. Legend says that if you look directly at a night marcher, you will be marked for death. And if by some chance you find yourself in the middle of a procession, you are supposed to lie down in the middle of the road. Oh. Hmm. Yikes. Well, I guess that keeps you from dying? <clears throat> um... Oh, it's just Hawaii in general. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where in Hawaii? It's just, <laughs> it could happen anywhere. Yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> hmm. Well, that's interesting. At least there's rules on how to live. Yeah. If it happens. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if by some chance you find yourself in the middle of a procession. Oh, man, that would be how so... How do you... Sorry. So you go ahead. That would be crazy. Could you imagine we're just like sightseeing in Hawaii? We're like, we got binoculars or something, and then all of a sudden we're <laughs> in the middle of a procession of this thing, and we just got to get down. <laughs> we're just the tourists that are paying attention to nothing around us looking, yeah. and then we turn around and we're surrounded by people marching past us, and then we just lay down. <laughs> what if it was the wrong thing? Good thing we read this. They're like, what the hell are those... Canadians doing. Oh, yeah. What, if it, yeah. what if it was the wrong? Who just lays in the middle of the road? Five people just happen to walk by and we're down <laughs> yeah. on our tummies. There are other tourists. We had no idea. 
Um, Idaho. The Water Babies of Massacre Rocks. Ooh. The Water Babies can be found in Massacre Rocks State Park. Water Babies are a Native American legend that are found in a couple of different places in America, but most famously in Pocatello at the Massacre Rocks State Park. <clears throat> Excuse me. The... Shoshan, Shoshan tribe, I hope I said that right, uh, first recorded in 1805 and were roaming the Great Plains as early as the 1500s. So it's not clear when exactly this legend originated, but the story goes that the Shoshan tribe, the Shoshan experienced an extreme famine. The mothers were forced to drown their babies in the river rather than watch their children starve. Oh man. That's sad. Today, some people claim that if you sit quietly at the river by massacre rocks, you'll hear the sound of babies crying. Other stories say that these babies grew gills and fins and survived. And now they seek revenge on their mothers by luring unsuspecting victims to their deaths in the river. Ooh, oh man. That's creepy. Both of those are creepy. Yeah. And the story's really sad. Yeah, the story is sad. That one is one that I hope is definitely just an urban legend and not based on any factual truth. But yeah. I could also sorry see that. Yeah, <laughs> he just scrolled down to the next one, and I saw creepy clown. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to that <laughs> sad story. It's true. I um, I will uh, post a link on our Facebook page to this article. So you guys can also see the pictures because it is like the most plain Jane, stupid looking clown, but it's very creepy in its own right. Um, so anyway, this next story takes us to Illinois. Homie the clown. Wasn't there a homie the clown on in living color? Maybe you didn't watch it. I don't know. I didn't watch a lot of in living color. I'm pretty sure there was a homie the clown. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry. No, got, go ahead. I got nothing else. Oh. <laughs> was he creepy looking? No, it, In Living Color is a comedy show. And yeah. he was, he just hit people with something. I can't remember oh. exactly what he did. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't like. <laughs> so he was a funny clown, not a creepy one then? He Well, he was mean in the skits. I think, yeah. But he was hitting people with something. I can't remember what it was, but. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> All throughout the suburbs of Chicago in the 90s. There was a consistent rumor going around elementary schools. There was a creepy man dressed as Homie the Clown. Yes, from In Living Color. There oh. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Driving around in a white van trying to lure kids into it with candy and money. In some variations, he was a kidnapper. In others, he was a rapist. Oh. But in all variations, Homie left a mark on young Chicago kids in the 90s. Oh, that's oh. crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy that it's... Uh, the in living color thing you were talking about too yeah interesting so i'm guessing that he, he must not have looked a far cry different than this i'm guessing um i don't know what kid would get into a car with any clown really because oh, yeah. that's just weird yeah we're we hope that kids on their own are smart enough, but have also been educated by their parents enough to not get into a vehicle with a strange clown offering yes. candy always, and money. Yes, always tell your kids, women 
can kidnap people, and friendly-looking, recognizable characters can be kidnapping as well. Yeah. Because children are often told, "Stay, don't get in a car with any creepy man, but anybody can... Anybody can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Even Homie the Clown. And this Homie the Clown doesn't even look friendly at all. No. This one, I think, would actually scare more kids away. I think they used a stock picture. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. So, I just want to comment on something. Um, Right now, where we live... We have a weather alert, which is a heat warning, and I just thought it might be neat for people that um, aren't from Canada who think that it's just, like, cold here all the time. Yeah. Um, it is so, so hot. Yeah. <laughs> it is ridiculously hot, and it has been for, like, a week or more now. We have a, a <clears throat> thermometer in our room, and in the room that we're doing right now, and it is... I would say about 28 degrees Celsius, which is like like 82 degrees Fahrenheit for the people using that system. Yeah. Um and to us like this is deadly hot yeah. and it's it's like a like a dry horrible like <laughs> smothering heat. It's not like cuz I've been to Cuma Cuba I've been to Cuma. <laughs> Cuba and that's a different kind of heat. It's like more of like a um the like humid. A humid. Moist. Yeah. yeah. This is like <laughs> like I'm inhaling like a brick of dirt every time <laughs> I breathe. I don't know how to explain it. It's we weren't made for this. No. This is too hot and we can't run any fans in here because <laughs> they're way too loud. Yeah, they're too loud and they you you won't hear us talking properly. We tested everything. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do it. So it is an actual sweatshop in here right now. Yeah, so just know this podcast is a labor of love because we are smelly <laughs> and sweaty right now. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be in the room with us right now. It's it's not a it's not a nice smell. It doesn't matter how much you shower, <laughs> you're sweating no matter what. You you're constantly moist is the problem. You have a shower, you get all clean, you dry off and that moistness that you have when you're basically dried off with a towel from the shower that just stays yep and it's been like that for days now days and days constantly damp we're not used to this no this is this is not what us albertans are made for no no we can handle the cold much better than the wind than the the summer the heat like this Uh, i hate I hate that I hate the fact that that is true because I absolutely loathe winter because I hear we live in the prairies and we got really shitty winters. It lasts forever. Yeah, and they're so cold and uh just like the drifting the drifts of snow like it's yeah. Uh, and yeah, I can actually handle that better than days like this, but luckily we only have like a week or two of this a year and then yeah, then it's, it's actually pretty tolerable summer. What'd you say? Tolerable? <laughs> Did I say that right? Tolerable? Tolerable? Toleratable. Oh, <laughs> tolerable, yeah. <laughs> this is, the heat's getting to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 
It's grotesquely hot right now. We're constantly sticky. Yeah. If I move my arms too much, you guys will probably hear my skin peeling from my skin. <laughs> so I'm just going to try to sit still. We're just being babies and people from like places like, uh, like Texas are like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watch this. Because you've is seen nothing. Nothing to them. Uh, okay, so anyway, <clears throat> on to uh, Indiana, the 100 Step Cemetery. The cemetery is located in Brazil, Indiana. I didn't even know that was a place. Cool. Hmm. Uh, the 100 Step Cemetery is located in the town of Brazil, though the official address is actually disputed. While it's not clear when the stories about the cemetery being haunted began, there are gravestones that date back to the 1860s. The legend states that if someone finds themselves in the cemetery at midnight, they must climb the steps and count to a hundred. At this point, a ghost of an undertaker will appear and show the person a vision of their death. On the way back down, the visitor is supposed to count the steps again. If they count the same amount of steps, the vision was false. Oh. Well, here's hoping if uh, any of you guys ever try that, you don't get the same amount of steps. Uh, people who visited the cemetery in the past have tried to outsmart the supernatural forces in 100 steps by avoiding the steps altogether. They've reported being knocked or shoved to the ground by an unseen force. That's creepy. That this, is creepy. This is one thing I wouldn't do. Yeah. Yeah. This one sounds like a, an, a just avoid that one. But uh, yeah, if any of you guys have ever tried that or been there and have an experience, let us know. Um, okay. So on to Iowa, the Black Angel. She is located in Oakland Cemetery. The Black Angel stands over eight feet tall in Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City. It is eerily black due to oxidization, most likely because of her dark appearance multiple legends have cropped up around her. One legend says that a pregnant woman should never walk under her or she'll lose the child. Others say that if you touch or kiss the statue, you'll be dead within six months. Whether haunted, cursed, or completely harmless, the statue is definitely a somber sight to see. Hmm. Yeah, it's creepy, but it's not... It's not crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's definitely not one of the, the scarier ones here. Yeah. Uh, so, next is on to Kansas. The Devil's Chair. The chair is located in Alma Cemetery. The legend of the Devil's Chair goes like this. An old farmer in Alma refused to sell his land to the city in order to build a new cemetery. Someone got a little too tired of waiting for him to sell, so he was pushed into his own well. Well, that rhymes too. Eventually, someone said that there was a terrible smell coming from the well. So the city sent someone to investigate. It was ruled that the well was empty and it was boarded up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, if you make your way to Alma, you can actually sit on the boarded up well. But legend says that people who have sat on the well have been known to mysteriously disappear. Mm, creepy. Yeah, that one is creepy. I would go sit on it, though. 
Would you? I, I don't would. know if I'd try that one because I'd worry if those boards are being strong enough to, after all these years, to hold you up. Maybe that's how they mysteriously disappear. People keep falling. <laughs> They're just constantly <laughs> falling in. The caretaker's like, God damn it, I am tired of having to go find really old rickety boards to cover this back <laughs> up with. That's all he can find is old rickety boards. <laughs> that's what he's searching out. Uh, so the next one is Kentucky. The goat man of Pope Lick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He has been spotted underneath a railroad trestle. There's no clear consensus on how the goat man came to be. Some say he was a circus freak. Others say he was a farmer who tortured his goats for Satan and in return was transformed into a hideous ghost monster. Goat monster. Goat, yeah. What did it's I, I sound, say? Ghost monster? Yeah. I meant go, like goat ghost. monster. <laughs> um, that doesn't sound like a very good payoff for uh, torturing your goats for satan um however everyone does agree on his appearance dark fur pale skin goat legs and horns the monster is said to hide under the bridge at Poplick creek in louisville and lure people into the train tracks only to see them be hit by oncoming trains uh you know what i don't understand i Nothing that looks like that can lure me anywhere. Yeah. I would go somewhere else. Exactly. If I saw a goat walking up on its hind legs, <laughs> I'm not going towards that. <laughs> That's an opposite direction of travel. Especially if it's like luring you. Because to me, luring means you're using a combo of like physical stuff, <laughs> but you're also talking. So if it's saying even one thing, I'm That's... extra out of there. I got candy and puppies. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to trust that goat. Oh. <laughs> uh, sadly, this urban legend has had some dangerous consequences. In 2016, an Ohio woman fell to her death from the bridge while looking for the goat man. Oh, no. Yikes. And if the picture of this is the actual railroad trestle, that is a hell of a fall. Yeah. There's gonna... You're probably fairly likely to be bouncing off of a lot of the steel on your way down. Yikes. <clears throat> uh, okay, so on to Louisiana. The Grunch. The Grunch. <laughs> Not the Grinch. The Grunch. The Grunch make their home in East New Orleans. Or New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. I, I I always say New Orleans, and I think it's just because we're like, it's our Canadian yeah, accent. Yeah, I was going to say out. it's the most Canadian pronunciation of that. But I know people are always like New Orleans, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to make a mental note to call it New Orleans. But <laughs> to me, it will always be New Orleans. Yeah. Um, Grunch Road is an old dirt road that leads deep into the woods and eventually to a dead end. It was a favorite place for teenagers, teenagers to go and do whatever teenagers do until they learned about the Grunch. The Grunch are rumored to be a group of deformed, half-human, half-monster that resulted from years of isolation in the Louisiana bayous. In the present day, it's said that if you find yourself on Grunch Road, don't get out of your car if you see a goat who looks injured. 
The stories say that the Grunch uses goats to lure people out of their cars so they can eat them and drain their blood. Oh, no. Yee. Well, there, there's <laughs> another reason to just avoid goats. Head the opposite direction. Don't, don't pay any attention to goats. Darn it. It's a little bit harder to um, ignore an injured animal, but now I know if I'm in the area, any injured goat is very suspicious. Yep. A deer, a dog, a gator, you're safe. A goat, time to time to leave. Get out of there. No good is coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now Maine. The stain on Colonel Jonathan Buck's tomb. Buck's tomb is in the town bearing his name, Bucksport. The tomb of Colonel Jonathan Buck in Bucksport bears a mysterious leg-shaped stain. The story goes that Buck sentenced a woman to burn for witchcraft, and while she was burning... Where? Oh, sorry. I just... That's all right. While she was burning, uh, her leg rolled out of the fire. It's also been said that the witch cursed Buck's tomb to always bear a stain for his injustice. For this injustice? Yes. Sorry. Nope, that's fine. That's that's uh, a good correction there. Thanks. Um, it is said that people have tried to get rid of this stain twice, but the stain keeps reappearing. Do we see a stain on there? I can't see a stain. I don't know. I don't see it either. And also, is trying twice and then quitting (laughs) they really put a lot of effort into that one yeah Yeah, well we tried twice it just keeps coming back screw it it's for sure permanent yeah we tried twice yeah there's nothing nothing we can do we used a magic eraser couldn't get rid of it um okay well that's interesting uh maryland 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 ah oops (laughs) sorry i'm not trying to be like that stupid grammar slash pronunciation nazi honey no if you if you catch me on it then then catch me on it because i have heard it every time pronounced how you how you said it maryland maryland yeah but when i read it i'm like ah maryland i do that too (laughs) (laughs) um chessy the Chesapeake Bay Monster. I really hope I said that one right. I don't. Have I probably any... didn't because I didn't get Maryland right. I don't have any corrections for you on that <laughs> one. I don't know. Does the sea monster really live in the Chesapeake Bay? Chessie sightings have been around since the 1930s. Chessie sounds like Nessie. I was thinking about that yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but really started to pick up steam in the 80s when photographic evidence became more readily available. Chessie is said to resemble a snake, measuring around 30 feet long, and is the approximate thickness of a telephone pole. Yeah, so it does actually sound a lot like Nessie. Yeah. Um, Maybe explain Nessie to the people that aren't making Nessie, the Nessie, so that one's from Lo- the, the Loch Ness Monster, right? Yeah. So they call it Nessie for short. And... It's basically the same idea, and I think Loch Ness is in Scotland. Scotland is yeah. what I was thinking too, um, but the same idea. It's a long serpent-type monster yeah. that 
uh, lives in the lock. It's like the Ogopogo in BC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there haven't been any recorded attacks from Chessie, but a 30-foot long snake does not sound like something most people would want to run into. Uh, nope. I don't want to run into anything 30 feet big in the water. Yep. I have... My water fears are so bad that that's all somebody has to say is in the lake and I won't be going in it at all. Yeah. Yep. Even if it's the stupidest, dumbest uh, legend ever that makes no sense, I'll be like, ah, you got me on that one. I ain't going. Yeah. I hear you. Um, it's funny too, talking about the giant, these giant snakes and stuff in, so I don't know how common, um, so we have jackfish or, um, they're also, oh, I'm trying to think of the other name for them now, but anyway, uh, a bigger version of them is the muskie, mm-hmm. right? And <clears throat> I think slough shark is another name for them. But anyway, they're a fairly common fish anywhere you go. Pike, right? Um, but there was a lady in Ontario. I can't remember exactly now. I was just reading an article the other day. Anyway, a giant muskie uh, attacked her leg and oh. absolutely gored the hell out of her leg. Oh my God. Why are you telling me this? Yes, because that oh. is the last thing I expect to get attacked by is, but these muskies are so big and they got, I, I was reading the article that said they have horrible eyesight. So what they probably mistook her leg for was uh, just like another fish, yeah. um, a, just a smaller muskie because they will eat their own too. If it's smaller, like they're, they're just a, a scavenger. Like yeah. they'll eat pretty much anything. They, they'll eat ducks. Yeah. They're like, a bottom feeder typed yeah. being, they'll just eat anything. Yeah, but oh, crazy teeth. I, uh, that's one of my fears. Yeah, about and it's regular. Like life. muskies are the ones that you see people holding, and they yeah. got like that giant, it's like the length of them. Yeah. And that, but yeah, that, they show, there was one, two articles, but the, the one had it blurred out. The second one actually showed the damage it did to her leg, and it is brutal. Oh, man. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, So, I guess we're getting short on time here. Maybe I'll do another another couple, and then that'll that'll pretty much wrap it up for our Urban Legends one today. Yeah. We didn't make it out to any creepy place when we were at my mom's house, and we talked about doing part of a podcast with her, and it never happened because it was... My daughter's birthday and then also there was a lot of excitement about the quads and (laughs) there was a lot going on while we were there so we we kind of just missed out on that one but opportunities will arise in the future and yep we will uh, get one done then Mm -hmm. okay so Massachusetts I don't know if I said you did it did I do it Ah, nailed it the Spirits of Hoosack Tunnel. And the tunnel... Ooh, the tunnel took 24 years to complete. Yikes. Holy shit. In the 24-year-long construction of the Hoosack Tunnel in western Massachusetts, approximately 200 men died. Oh, yikes. Ooh. 
death was so associated with the tunnel, it was actually nicknamed the Bloody Pit. Oh, man. Wow, that's a gruesome name there. Why Why they kept, kept working on it? I want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They, they didn't have uh, safety standards back then. If you... I know that there's that one... The railroad thing? Well, there's the railroad thing, but there is a dam, I think. And if you fell into the cement, that's where you died. You were just uh, in the cement and part of the part of the dam now. Yikes. Yeah. The people that built our country and, you know, the U.S. too. And yeah. obviously other countries, um, like... The people that came before us, they really uh, did a lot of backbreaking labor oh, yeah. and, you know, stuff that a lot of us would never imagine having to do. And <clears throat> no, <clears throat> excuse me. We have, uh, with technology advances and stuff, we have a much easier way and less strenuous way of getting a lot, a lot of things done and completed. And we have all these safety standards now. And I, yeah, I can't imagine what it was like 50, 60, yeah. 100 years ago and more. Yeah, and we're complaining about being hot for an hour <laughs> yeah. while we turn our fans off to do a podcast. That's and then, true. So it just, it puts things in a perspective. That's why I like reading stuff about history and old, older stories because um, it's like you get to a certain age. And I mean, I appreciated and respected it when I was younger too, but it's like... When you move into middle age, especially when you're a parent, you start really understanding what the true cost oh, yeah. of a lot of stuff was. Absolutely. And really, you know, understanding things like uh, how Remembrance Day and just historical sites in your local town and how, like, how they came to be and, you know, everything had a cost and everything... Had a lot of hard work put into it and yeah. stuff, so. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. We have it very easy nowadays. We do. We it, do, and things progressively just keep getting easier and easier yeah, as life it, goes on. It's harder in different ways. I'm yeah. not saying it's a cakewalk, but. Yeah. I mean, if 200 people died to make this tunnel, you know, that's crazy. And I... Oh, I just have some empathy for it. Yeah, for sure. And nowadays, things things like that where people are dying, uh, that that shuts down jobs. That yeah. things need to change. And back then, that was just a way of life. That was part of it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> after so continuing on here, uh, after a particularly gruesome explosion in either 1867 or 68, 13 miners were trapped inside the tunnel. The other workers assumed that the miners had died, but eventually it was discovered that the miners had lived, built a raft to combat flooding, and eventually died due to poisonous gas inhalation. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, that they, does suck. They lived. They really tried to survive a, that. Yeah, made a raft, but still died. So that's sad. Yeah. It is said that these 13 miners haunted the tunnel for years, Moaning and briefly appearing as ghosts. Oh. That would be creepy. I've seen some pretty creepy YouTube videos where these YouTubers, like, they go off into old abandoned tunnels and yeah. old abandoned bunkers. And, and I mean, it's YouTube, so you really 
got to take it with a grain of salt on what you're going to believe and what you're not going to believe because a lot of it can be photoshopped and and misconstrued and stuff like that so easily but there is some that just alone seeing them like seeing inside these tunnels and stuff is creepier than hell yeah <clears throat> all right so the last one we're gonna end with michigan the little girl on knock knock road the road's real name is strasburg road and it's located in <laughs> in gross isle uh, uh yeah I'm not sure what that is. Um, well, I, let's I, read the story here because maybe it'll actually say it a little bit or elaborate a bit. The legend of Knock Knock Road says that there was a little girl who was murdered on Knock Knock Road in the Detroit area. Okay, so it's somewhere in Detroit. And now she appears to drivers... At their car window, knocking, trying to find the person who killed her. Oh, that's creepy. That one would actually yeah. be super creepy. You know, children ones are chill, more chilling yeah. to me. And um, I just, that's creepy that she's trying to find the person who killed her. But I would find it even creepier if she was knocking, trying to find, like, her family or, do you know where my parents are? <laughs> yeah. That would be, I, I have Getting goosebumps chills. just thinking about it. <laughs> I had a really creepy dream. Yep. Like three or four years ago when I lived in Red Deer and I was like having like a, like a nap in the, in the sunshine in my living room one afternoon and I just had the creepiest dream and I had a dream that there was this little girl, like this girl with blonde hair and she obviously had to have been floating because she was knocking on my living room window and she was like, let me in. Let me in. I need. I need you. Let me in. That's all the dream was. Yeah. But it was creepy as hell because my dream was like real time, like how my actual, like it was my actual living room, right? And ugh, it was just like when I woke up, it took me forever to uh, even reconcile the fact that it was a dream. It was just creepy. Yeah. And part of me is still like, was it a dream? But I'm yeah. not even going to put any thought in that. It was a dream. That would be creepy. Excuse me. <clears throat> I have a creepy experience that I, I was, and I was, it was actually when we first met, I was over at your place. I'm just going to tell this one real quick. And it involved the knocking on a window as well. Um, I was standing in your kitchen and I heard this knocking on your window and I was like, what the, who knocks on a window? I was like, what the hell is going on? And I opened the window and to my absolute amazement, it, it was actually your brother. <laughs> you would be scared. At first I was like, what? The little girl knocked for you? And then I was like, oh shit, I think he's going to tell. Yeah, my brother knocked yeah. on my kitchen window. That's how I first met your brother. <laughs> yeah. It's actually not a creepy story. It's just funny. Yeah. And I thought I'd throw that in there because knocking on the window. Anyway, that, uh... That pretty much wraps up episode 13. Yep. That was really, really interesting yeah. and neat. And I really creepy. enjoyed that one. And there's still, there's a bunch of these. We just don't actually have time for them. But I'm going to post the link and you guys can uh, read up on the, the rest of the remaining ones here. Um, because this is actually, I, I think there's about 50, 
or 51 or something like that. Yeah. Um, different little stories in here. So if you guys are interested, feel free to check out our Facebook page. The link will be posted and you guys can read about them too. Yeah, and our Facebook page is Dark Vale Podcast with John and Tori. Yep. And um, yeah, so episode 13, done. We did it. Mm-hmm. I think we forgot one thing though. What could that be? We forgot to talk about what we're going to do on Tuesday. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, how could we have possibly forgot this? Um, on Tuesday is, of course, the fresh release of a new episode of Little Nerdy. Yeah, and Little Nerdy is a podcast that you can find on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Yeah. And it involves things like... Anime. Sci-fi. Movies. Comic stuff. Video games. Uh, other types of games, like yep. board games, board games and yep. other stuff. And anything that we might find a little nerdy or maybe a lot nerdy. But it's um, true that everybody everybody is... A, I, I don't know the saying. <laughs> Everybody's a... <laughs> At the end of the day, everybody... We're all just a little We're nerdy. all just a little nerdy, yes. Sorry, guys. We're running on fumes. Yeah, I, we, this... This heat is yeah. just becoming unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> I am sticky everywhere. You are glistening, John. <laughs> How shiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're off to go shower and change our clothes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess we will uh, catch you guys next Monday. Yeah. For another podcast, podcast and chill. chill. Okay. Okay. Okay.